Mel Tillis being the remake. Please tell me. How, how about that guy? You know that guy. He's really funny. His name is... Uh... Okay, let's talk seriously now. Jackie Chan is still alive. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, I think the son of... of uh, Gosh, is Pete F Peter Fonda still alive, Valley Perrine? I don't know if actually this might be a pretty... Terry Bradshaw is still alive. He Terry Bradshaw is still alive. Uh, Alfie Wise. This is a great cast. Yeah, but it they're is. wasted on no. this film. You know, Burt Reynolds said this was his biggest mistake, this film. He, he doesn't like this film? He did it for all the wrong reasons. He couldn't say no to $5 million. Now, $5 million in 84 is probably like $15 million right. today. So he couldn't say no. Listen, your stuntman who helped you since the 50s says, I'm going to direct you in a film, and here's $15 million, uh, 2020 uh, equivalent money. Mm -hmm. People are like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I love movies. And of course, movies is sort of for motion picture movies because it's not like a normal picture. It's in motion. Oh, I see. I got yes, it. A movie. And this is the best movie ever made because all it is is one long car race. <laughs> Everyone's moving. Look, constantly moving. It's the perfect motion picture. Okay, now Dom DeLuise is late to work. Late to work. And why is he late to work? Because his hamster had a panic attack. Now watch. Funny joke. He's going to spill his coffee when Burt Reynolds screams. You're late! <laughs> wow, look at Bert. He looks classic. Yeah. Um, they, um, they kept the shooting to 14 days so it would fit with Bert's schedule. Like, Hal Needham just did every, anything he could to make Bert say yes. They shot this movie in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is all practical effects. We're not going to watch a single CGI shot. So people drove, like, cross-country. How do these race movies start? They always end in Santa Monica Pier, right? Yeah, well, uh, that's where we end. Uh, and you've brought that up in other films, too. Like, a movie is cheap if it involves yeah. Santa Monica Pier. I actually, uh, I, I hate to say it. I just feel like it's a cheap take to go to Venice Beach and just, you know... Uh, we saw the Honey and the Naughty that was shot there. Uh, Southland Tales was shot there, which is an interesting but failed movie. And uh, a lot of Surf Nazis Must Die, I believe, was, was shot there. The trauma film. And oh, uh, trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah, the trauma film. Which <laughs> <laughs> trauma to watch? The uh, uh, Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin. Romy and Michelle, they lived there, but I like that movie. I had, uh, Dana Carvey, he, one of his films, he lived there. You know, it goes on. Now, Mixed Nuts, I love Steve Martin. Is that, oh, I got to tell you a plot point. Okay. He just, Don DeLuise just mentioned him, and Burt Reynolds freaks out about it. Like, we don't discuss him. So we'll see what that is later. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? This Jimmy guy, the Greek, if you, yeah, he, was, so Greek. he was a, like a New York Post columnist. He was a famous bookie who became a celebrity TV bookie during the 70s, like right. Merv Griffin would bring him on, I guess. And he'll say, oh, yeah, the Rams are a lock. 
Uh, or right? Am I am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're, that's right. And I think Jimmy the Greek was the one who uh, said that black people are the superior athletes, and he got into a lot of trouble for saying that. That's right. That was after this movie. Yeah, that was after this movie. So right now they're talking about betting on. Okay, now we hear a heroic voice, which is Dom DeLuise saying, "Nothing can stop us now." And then there's a bunch of cops that stop him. <laughs> Bird is frustrated. Now, uh, here is there him. Smokey. We don't talk about him, and we're about to meet him. Ta -da! Oh. Oh, my Captain God. Captain Chaos. This film is not believable at all, Carl. That's right. Take me out to a nice dinner, and you go to the movie house, and this is the film we watch? <laughs> this film did great at the box office in 81, great at the box office. Well, I'll tell you the story. My brother and I saw this. My parents dropped us off at a New Jersey uh, movie multiplex. I think it was in Bergen County, mm -hmm. and the place was packed. And when all the contestants came out to the starting line, the people in front of us said, hey, those are the winners. I saw this movie already. <laughs> and Adam said he didn't hear it, but I heard it, and it was the winner's effect. So the movie was ruined for me. Now, this movie ruins itself because the winners are supposed to be. Oh, I'm not even mentioning uh, Dean Martin. Uh, Jimmy uh, Dean Martin here. Yeah. Now we saw a movie with Dean Martin. Oh, uh, Kiss Me Stupid. Kiss Me Stupid. One of the I love that film, Kiss Me Stupid. It was well done. Uh, it was the wife of Ray. Oh, uh, Ray Walston. Well, Ray Walston was the hero, but he was the third choice, as you recall. They went through three other guy, two other guys, before <laughs> they finally settled on him. And but, what, you know what? Is this story interesting? Who were the two other guys? Was it David Koresh and the Unabomber? Was it uh, Charles <laughs> Ranson? And they uh, finally yeah. settled on. <laughs> Who was this? Who was the co-star in Grumpier Old Men in uh, the Odd Couple? Oh, Lemon or, or yeah, uh, Jack uh, Lemon. Jack Lemon's wife was the wife in that film. That oh. was a great film. The um, the one who pretended to be the wife was uh, from Jersey. She had her Jersey accent, and Dean Martin was trying to just you he didn't know, care. He was just ready to. Okay, here's a funny, funny joke, in which. What's happening is Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are trying to talk about how can they win the cannonball. They've got to have some sort of car that is not a cop magnet. As a matter of fact, it should even be uh, to their advantage, you know, to get around the cops. What's happening now is he's going in to buy some beer. He's like, you stop here. I'm going to get some beer. So is this product placement in the movie? Is it Budweiser? Budweiser. It's Budweiser, but I don't think it's product placement. A lot of like, wasn't Smokey like kind of smuggling Coors beer from fucking that Colorado? That was product placement. It was Coors, yeah. But it was regional back then. That was the whole myth of Coors is that it was like you had to like bootleg it out of Colorado. Like, right. Drinking it, you know. That's exactly and, uh, right. Paul Newman loved it. Okay, now we have Roger Moore, but he's not James Bond. He's Seymour. Roger Moore. Yeah. And so this was 80, and he still made a bunch of Bond movies after er, after this. Yes, yes. But he was including Moonraker. Yeah, oh, the classic. Bond goes to outer space. Now, this is his name is Seymour Goldfarb Jr., and this is his mother complaining that he's always pretending to be a spy. 
And Roger Moore is essentially going to say, you know too much, mother. And he's going to try so to shoot him. Does he think he's Roger Moore, the character? No, he, I don't know. He pretends that he's the movie star all the time. That's funny. Put up the audio because he goes, in my business. Uh, See the gun? Yeah. Under your pillow this morning. What is the meaning of this? The meaning, mother dear, is a quick death. Yeah, see? (laughs) Well, wasn't he in boat trip? No, listen, listen. I don't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) All right, You see, in my business, even the cheapest family relationships aren't worth it. Bang! Where did I go wrong? Oh no! He said yeah. it wasn't worth a farthing, and back then there wasn't yeah. the euro yet, and and that was a German penny essentially. Uh, Okay, so now Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, and they're the stars of our film, even though it's star-studded. They're again on another crazy vehicle trying to figure out yeah. what's the best way to go across country. Crazy vehicle indeed. They're on a boat, and prior to that, they're on a boat, and prior to that, they were on a airplane, and mm-hmm. prior to that, they were on a car. They're a race car, a race car. So they're racing themselves to the race. No, it's still not time for the race. They're trying to come up with what would be the best vehicle to not be a cop magnet and even evade the cops. <laughs> and they get an idea right now. Inside the ambulance. I wonder what yeah. it is. Now, let's, he's going to do his stupid laugh, so we should listen. I don't want to. Right. How far is it to the hospital? So that tells them, hey, they get an idea. We could be an ambulance. Uh-huh. And we could but drive fast. Happens. There we go. Oh, yep. there's left. <laughs> All right. Hey, so Burt Reynolds oh, no. is so in love with himself. Jackie Chan. You know, he thinks that that's so funny, and so does everyone around him, including the director. That laugh you do is great. Oh, you know, it sold tickets, that laugh. People just wanted to watch him laugh. (laughs) So this is, uh, finally we get to Jackie. Yeah, Yeah, there was the financing... Uh, there was a Hong Kong f- uh, company called Golden Harvest Films. Sure. The 20th Century Fox distributed, but the money was Golden Harvest Films. They agreed to do this if Jackie Chan could be in it. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the main uh, title. He was the main star when they, when they uh, showed it theatrically. He was on the poster and everything. Well, this was, this is his only his second uh, Hollywood movie. We and did what's the funny, first one. We did the first one, the big brawl. That you weren't there that night. It was a, a, a special guest. Hatch was here. Ah, Hatch! I love him. The oh, big brawl. Had... It's called. Yeah. Yeah, and that it was, was a, a gangster movie with roller skating and him doing like, uh, you know, martial arts. It was terrific. That was it made absolutely no sense. There was a big like old timey boxer at the end, and he had to fight him. Like it was, uh, you know, the ones with the mustache curls, and they they box. 
circular motion? Yeah. Yeah. So what we're getting now is funny jokes that like everything's screwing up and the car isn't working and then it's malfunctioning. Okay, now we're going to get Jamie Farr. From MASH, TV's now, MASH. Right, but the thing is, this is all before our modern age of, of post 9-11, you know? So we're going to uh -huh. get like, you, you can't believe he's saying, I spit in a thousand camel's eyes and all this stuff that's like, you. I don't think he would do it today. Oh, no. Well, yeah, you do. And then you'd be like, we're politically incorrect. <laughs> Cancel our culture. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's my voice for any time. Anyone who does that. I uh, just put on Facebook, cancelers should be canceled. Mind your business. You know, I read that. I'm, a, I'm upset, Carl. I didn't get my big reaction I was hoping for. I was hoping they would all <laughs> pile on me. You're like, yep. I wanted a million likes, and all you got was 500,000. Oh, I thought Jamie it was going to be fights, like angry, like yeah. as if as if I was a uh, a boomer, you know, uh -huh. speaking my mind. Now she's famous, and I don't know who it is. I should yeah. know. Yeah, well, welcome to us. Jamie Farr's character was in all three movies, including Speed Zone, and that's the reason yep. why Speed Zone is connected to these films. He won the second race in Cannibal Run Two. And then and speed zone when we watched it, he yeah. was at the beginning at the party. And you're like, ah, oh, here's previous year's winner. He's like, yeah, that's right. I'm dancing like an old time boxer. Woo! Now uh, this is Bert Bert Convy, and he was like a game show host, and he was in also he was in Semi Tough, which I think was another Burt Reynolds. Another Burt Reynolds movie. The World According to Garp, The Shaggy DA. Oh, I love Shaggy D.A. Yeah. And, um, but he was also a games, what he is is here is like a multi-million millionaire. Today's world yeah. would be a billionaire. And here he is doing crazy things like parachuting with a motorcycle. And there's like people there like, ah, oh, hope that motorcycle doesn't hit me in the head. Check out that. It's Richard Branson, ladies and gentlemen. I open up a Virgin Megastore. <laughs> Wait, Virgin, Virgin, it's... It's, oh. Yeah, Virgin. He's that's a good, good parallel. That's what they're trying to do here. God, this movie has that. So here is definitely a promo. Hawaiian tropic, tropics is everywhere in this film. Now this is Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It's like a a motor in kind of place, and it's where the real race, the first race ever, actually started in New York City, but the other ones started in Connecticut at this place, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And the guy who wrote this. Hal Needham, right? His idea. Brock Yates is the guy who wrote it. This whole race was his idea. Uh, damn it. Look, oh, there's the Hawaiian Tropics models. There's now, nobody put up the floor. sound because he stutters. Terry Bradshaw. There he is. Now, this is a very successful football player, Terry Bradshaw. He yeah. is a commentator today, and he's always been the crazy one. And the other he's guy is Mel Tillis, who was a serious uh, country music singer. 
And when he sings, he does not stutter. Oh, but he does have a stutter? Oh, a oh. crazy stutter. Here's Vera oh. Fawcett. Oh, she is be literally behind the camera this time. Ooh, ah. a turn. Oh, looking good, Carl. Nice hair. Now, she loves trees, and they're making fun of tree-hugger kind of liberal people here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's... Um, uh, a lumberjack. <laughs> this guy is somehow, he's part of some government organization, and he's going to go up there and rave against the car. And when he does, a car will crash into his little seat. <laughs> you're not ruining it. Listen, someone already ruined this movie for me, all right? 35 yeah. years ago. Right I in the beginning. Yeah. No, 38, nine years ago, sorry. Mm. Right? 29 years ago. My bad. 29 years ago. Well, you know, The Cabal Run 2 is the last movie that had Frank Sinatra, Dino, and Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Which one? Cannibal 2 had those? Yeah, I have have never seen these except for Speed Zone, which you made me watch. <laughs> well, Hal Needham is like, a, he's a famous stuntman, but he, to my eyes, he's one of the best directors out there. And in the early 80s, he made 10 films, most of them with Burt Reynolds, like the Stroker yeah. Face. Uh, right. Smoking the Bandits. And I think the third one, they even had him. I'm not sure if Needham directed it, but he was a Burt Reynolds stunt double during the 50s, but he wrote a book recently, he passed away, but about maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a book called My Life as a Stuntman and he explained how in the 50s, what he did as a stuntman, didn't really touch his directing, I guess, but he was brought up on Carson, like, as a stuntman, and they talked to him, like, that's the director of fucking Stroker A, show some respect to it. But they had, like, Johnny Carson, uh, uh, I guess it was archival, it was before the 80s, but he was like, yeah, uh, Let's get a stuntman out here. And it was Hal Needham. But his humor is really like just, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's dumb. It's funny, but it's dumb. <laughs> One of the things Hal Needham did was put bloopers in the closing credits. He did it for Smokey and the Bandit too. And Jackie Chan says this inspired to do this at the end of most of his films. Yeah, well, those those outtakes are the ones where he gets injured. Like, he jumps through in between runs of, of a ladder and misses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he hits a uh, fire escape. A, a woman becomes quadriplegic because of this film, Mike. It really happened. She was a, a German woman. She was a, a, a Olympic skier. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Uh, she was in one of the stunt cars blowing smoke so that it looks like it was on fire. Uh -huh. And it was an Austin Martin, and it had faulty brakes and bad steering. And the driver that I'm not sure will watch uh, for it. But she yeah. becomes quadriplegic, and she changes the industry because they have to get special insurance nowadays, and they can, you know, they're very careful with the stunt people, all because she sued the pants off them. Star That's Trek Connection. Oh, all right. What was he in? He was the murderer in in, in the original series. I forget the episode's name now. This guy's impersonating Nixon. And it's supposed to be very funny. Burt Reynolds is loving it. Oh, yeah. He loves that, man. And this is where Burt gets it. So now our Star Trek connection is like, this man is hurt. You guys are ambulance drivers. And we know they're not, right? You guys are right. medics. 
And so Burt Reynolds is like, it's our day off. Yeah, you're asking me, Burt Reynolds, to work? Have you seen any of my last 30 films? <laughs> I haven't worked a day in my life. The late Burt Reynolds, God rest his soul. Listen, he did a good job in his films. He wasn't a... He's a star. Like he wasn't Bruce Willis three. walking through it. Yeah, well, at one point, Bruce just, you, the appeal of seeing Bruce Willis on, on screen kind of diminished, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is like Mad, 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 Mad World, where they get uh, uh, Jim Backus's uh, plane, and <laughs> Rooney and uh, uh, Buddy Hackett. They're like, they needed a plane, so they wake him up at the country club, and he's drunk, and he flies the plane, and of course he's drunk, and the plane crashes. <laughs> Roadrunner. Feel free to sing the Roadrunner uh, Wiley Coyote Show theme Catches song. Ears. Yeah, but that's really, that's for the movie Wallflowers. Oh, Where right. <laughs> Daryl Hannah's the, not the mom, right? Not the mom. Right, when she says, you know. Beep, beep, pew. <laughs> Listen, you're my mother. Oh. <laughs> beep, 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 Roadrunner. Ah! So this what? is the actual place, right? Yeah, this is the actual place in Connecticut where the listen. I gotta say that. Let me talk about that. This guy Brock uh, Yates, who wrote this, he was a writer for Car and Driver magazine, and he came up with the idea of the Cannonball Run in the real world. Um, it was called. Uh, well, I'll tell you in a minute. But he Sex, was the Sex one who said. Now it was from New York to LA, which makes more sense. I don't know why it was Connecticut. That's deeper in. Connecticut to... is the tri-state area. That's New York. But if you're thinking East Coast to West Coast, why start in Connecticut, which is on the East Coast? Uh... Is the traffic different? Do they try? can't stand driving 55? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is that Route 80 starts in Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't New York to L.A. from then on, but it wasn't. He came up with the idea. It was named yeah. after Ernest Cannonball Baker, who drove across country in 1927 and made it in 60 hours. He wrote a book about it called Sunday Driver. Um, and he was going to make a film based on the book called The Cannonball. This was the name of the race originally. Cannonball Baker, Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Oh, too long. Can't fit in the marquee. <laughs> 120 characters. That's the max. Okay. Now, the speech guy is really upset that the speech got interrupted. Uh, so he's trying, he's spying to find out who did it. And he uh -huh. finds out it's this cannonball run. So he makes it his mission to destroy the cannonball run. So, you know, there wasn't there a 70s movie called Cannonball, which is about a, 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 a state race like this? Yeah, there was Cannonball and there was the Gumball Rally. And they gumball were just, rally. yeah. And they were inspired by, they really weren't the Cannonball Run films. And then, of course, there's Death Race 2000, which is kind of just the acceleration of those uh, races. Which was with um, uh, Rocky Balboa. Right. And he hits a woman in it. He hits a woman in it. 
Well, he's a gangster, you know, he, his character hit the woman. You know, the oversized suit suit, and he's got the knives on his grill, literally knives on his grill as he drives through. That was heady times 20 years ago. It's mm -hmm. amazing that like 20 years ago, well, 40 years ago, it was Cannibal Run. And then in 2020, it was like, in 2000, it was like, you know, carnage. So these are the sexy sirens, these two. They're like yeah. super good racers, but they use their uh, uh, cherry. The cleavage. The cleavage, yeah. But did she twist the cherry stem in that scene? Yes. Their plot to get rid of the cops is every time there's a cop, they'll just sort of unzip their jumpsuit and their boobs will kind of be showing. And they're right. It were, at least in the script, all the cops let them go. That's probably why the script got made into the movie. They said, that's it. That's all we needed to read. Thank you. Thank you, Hal Needham. You know we need him. Now Burt Reynolds falls in love with Farrah Fawcett. Oh. Wait till uh, uh, Lonnie Anderson hears about that. Oh, uh -oh yeah. Trouble at oh. These are like two posters in your bedroom having sex, girl. Remember you yeah. got your Burt Reynolds poster and your Farrah Fawcett poster? Now, Farrah Fawcett became famous because of her poster in which her nipples were showing. That was a real thing. In the, in the time in which that poster was out, they were bleeping uh, Charlie Daniels' band because they said bitch. And right. they were bleeping Hall & Oates, right? right? And radio was the popular radio, not FM. It was just a different time. And I, I was a fan of no song, if I may. Mm -hmm. Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna marry that bit. Really crude song from uh, Charlie Daniels. I, I, I was disappointed, you know, and I don't, I don't encourage that song. Understood. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna bury her anyway. I'm gonna bury that girl. <laughs> bury her anyway. <laughs> no matter what you say. Okay, so... Now, Farrah Fawcett is being a ditz, and Burt Reynolds is being all coming on to her. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, Farrah Fawcett just sort of looks like a normal girl. But in the day, she was this big sex starlet. So that's why they're... Remember her in Logan's run? Yeah, she she's had any part. Yeah. Thank goodness she was under 30 or... Psh, that would have been the end of Farrah Fawcett in that movie. She's from Corpus ah. Christi, Texas. Well, you know, the lighting and the Vaseline on the on the cameras, I'm sure Reynolds was jealous. <laughs> He's like, I want the backlighting. So now Burt Reynolds is like, get out of here, you bother me. Okay, so the ambulance must be staffed appropriately to fool any police officers who might pull them over. So they need a... Uh -huh. A, a doctor, right? And right. they haven't found one. And it's it's um uh it's Dom DeLuise's job to find one. And they need a beautiful girl to be the patient. Oh, Farrah Fawcett. Well, it will be Farrah Fawcett in the end, but we don't know that yet. They haven't found anyone. Is it? And they're looking for a doctor in the house. So they, how are they going to inquire about that? Well, um. The doctor that he had arranged flaked out or something. So he goes, look for where, go to where doctors are, golf courses, right. country clubs. And he goes, should I check the hospital? He goes, mm, yeah, check a hospital too. 
I really feel like I heard Don DeLuise and Burt Reynolds. That's an excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, excellent impressions of. Uh, I thought like he would say, "Is there a doctor in the house?" Is what, but you actually gave me a right answer, which <laughs> I'll, I'll rework this joke. Why uh, can't I find this dude's name? I'm just gonna look at. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, this guy. Yeah. He had an early '80s suit, which is like, is it '70s or is it '80s? It's a three. Ah, George Firth. George Firth. George F-U-R-T-H, Firth. He was in Blazing Saddles. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was in Oh God. He, you know, he was in Man with Two Brains. He was in a million films, and he's always right. uptight, like uh, lawyer or you know, uh, administrator. He always right. plays this character. He seems so frustrated when he plays him. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Nothing's going to go wrong with this motorcycle. Well, the gag of this whole thing is that the guy in the back is fat. And so as they go cross country, they're doing a wheelie unintentionally. Now that is some neat of humor. <laughs> I want to mention, Carl, I've also, uh, I recommend watching the DVD commentary by the late Hal Needham on uh -huh. Campbell Run, re recent release. It's really good. It's just as enjoyable as the movie. But one thing he says about Jackie Chan is that there's one scene where Jackie Chan is fighting stunt people, and he's like, yeah. you know, he, he's from Hong Kong, and he gets to fight with American uh, stuntmen, but the way he phrased it was, he gets to fight some round eyes. That's, oh. <laughs> that's on the commentary track. And again, mm -hmm. but I, you know, and the one thing I never understood is like, what country is Jackie Chan from? Is he, he's, China. Right. But Not Japan. Right, but in this movie, he's Japanese, right? Correct, correct. Or does he just happen to be in China and has an obsession with Japanese cars? No, no, he is Japanese in this film, and yeah. he's acting. But yeah, I mean, I could pretend to be a guy from France, right? I mean, it's not so right. no, I, terrible. Yeah, no, it's not. But I don't think people said, oh, Carl, help, help sounds French, you're hired, you know. Yeah, right. Sounds da, a little da, German da, da, to da, me. Da. You know, you could take a famous theme song and just change a couple of notes and then it's, you know, your own song. So this movie milks it with their fake, like, uh, James Bond song. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Look at Luigi. He has another brother. <laughs> that's his so, brother, Carl. They don't talk about Carl. There's The joke is there's no Jack here. He's holding it up. Oh, thank God. Thanks, Carl. I was like, is there a joke in this movie? Boom. Dino. There is hardly a joke in this movie. It's really quite bad. Is that Mary Lou Henner? No. no. Oh, yeah. Now, the joke here is that uh, Dean Martin's a priest, but he's chatting up girls. Right. Put on the thing. Let's hear his stutter. Put on the sound. Oh, this is the joke where he uh, drinks beer on the road. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, did you all right. I tell you, Mike, I swear to God, I wish you were Johnny on the spot. I tell you all the time, turn up the sound, turn up the sound. There's a funny part. Oh. And you're always lagged. You're always... We I'm not lagged. We I just have a different window open. That's all. The Muni Radio Studios has only, you know, a certain amount of... Dude, dude, next time I say, in another show in the future, next time I say, turn up the sound. I, I got it. I'm ready for you, man. We got the whole race coming. <laughs> Come on, so now the race will start, okay? And the guy's giving, uh, like, the, the, the intro, right. 
and they're going to punch a ticket. Is that Brock himself? I came up with this shit. Fuck you, Death Race 2000. I'm not sure, but he does appear in this film, and so does Needham. I think we saw Needham at the bar. Listen, by the way, these guys, Needham and, and, and Brock, really did participate in the cannonball in an ambulance. Yeah, that's the famous story. That's that's like the, the thing about this movie is that they did this. So this is where they finally introduce after 34 minutes of getting them there. You gotta start this fucking race and then Yeah, them. it's a weird first act because you would think that after 10 minutes they'd be racing. Yeah, well, you know, or there's like one plot point where like a woman needs money for her baby's health or some shit like that. You right. Know, or like something that kind of drives it along. But, you know, they all kind of have little episodes and then, but this is my favorite part where they introduce everybody. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, we've met everybody. We've met everybody. You know, it's a, it's, this film wasn't written by a, this film was written by a journalist. It wasn't written by a screenwriter, you know? Oh, because the story started here, and then it, it isn't like we should start the story. Look, and another thing, I try. I started to tell you this earlier. They, these guys are supposed to win the race. That's how a Hollywood movie goes. Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are going right. to win the race. But the way this guy writes it is they were about to win the race, and it got ruined, and somebody but, else But there's been comedies like that where you get to the end and something goes wrong and they don't get it. They trip over something or, you know, a suitcase latch breaks open. Like you know. Yes, but the whole movie, you've been set up for that. Like, will I ever win? You know, well, this is set us up that these guys are going to be the winners. Well, that bears a good question. Is there, are these type of films where they have to get they reveal the story at the end? Are they worth your while? If it's yeah. a long, long ninety minutes car chase, yeah. Don't I just go to the end of the movie and see who wins? If it's Listen, about it is a proven formula from yeah. time immemorial, and it's not about movies. It's just about story. You do set, you foreshadow, you set up, you introduce the movie fart you have the villain you've got the the love interest all these things satisfy you as a viewer and if you think oh you know well fine you're gonna have a movie that doesn't do it for people you know right. uh. I, it sucks but this is real life uh, it's, it's i i accept it this film won, was nominated for a Razzie and didn't even win that. <laughs> Did we, oh, it didn't win, huh? Oh, 1980 was probably, 81 was probably a golden year for Razzies. They were too busy. We're supporting actress Farrah Fawcett, but she lost to Diana Scarwood for the cult film Mommy Dearest. Now, look, I thought Mommy Dearest was a good film. Me too. Yeah, oh, I love that movie. I remember seeing that on cable in the 80s going, what the fuck, this is great. And, you know, like, you know who Joan Crawford is, and you know that book was big, too. Like the, Yeah, the so why did it win a Razzie? Well, because she's hamming it up. That's, you know, it was just kind of this, her portrayal was great, but it was a hammy performance, so. Uh, also, no, the sensational. no more wire hangers ever! Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it. The critics hated this film. Ebert gave it a half a star. 
He gave it half a thumb up, thumb down. He right, he gave it sideways thumb. Right. Well, he cut half his thumb off in this movie. He said, fuck it. <laughs> Reynolds said, I did this film for all the wrong reasons. I never liked it. I did it to help out a friend of mine, Hal Needham. And I felt it was felt it was immoral to turn down that kind of money. I really well, for, think I sold out, so I can't object to what people say about me. Right, for something he objects, the end credits consist of his fucking outtakes. And then <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's the sound of his farts. So for him for uh, uh, being victimized by this film. Yeah. But, you know, I guess he didn't have a choice about the uh, uh, outtakes. The, the How Needham commentary track, he says, like, the cast and crew would drink and watch the dailies afterwards. So they all, like, have, like, scotch or whatever. So, you know, he's a hard drinking. Like, this guy's, like, you know, old school, not in a good way, I guess, but in the old Clint Eastwood, Grand Trino type of old school. You, you know, know, Dean like, Martin was drinking. Yeah, I know. He, he looks terrible after all those drinks in the 80s. This was this and Cannonball Run Two were his final films. <coughs> yeah, he uh, you know his uh, roasts are available on uh, I believe Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. You can find his roast. So if not, try <coughs> TV. And I've, I've been watching the Friars Roast uh, TV show from the sponsored by Kraft from the live from the Kraft Music Hall in 1972, mm -hmm. hosted by Johnny Carson, and it was called the Fire Club's Roast, and it's just you know terrible. <laughs> Um, these two, and this whole movie sucks, okay, and it's not funny, yeah. but these two sometimes have funny lines. And I'm going to tell you to turn the sound up. All right. No, no, not now. Uh, Boy, we are good. not on the same wavelength. I've known you since 80s. Gotcha. All right, here you go. What? What? We're, of course, we're on the same sentence. Yeah, as you just said, What? I don't get it. All right, here they go. They're all boozy. That's the thing. Their drug of choice is booze in this movie. No, I. Listen, you're a hundred percent rock. Right, Brock Yates. This guy on the right here. That is him. That is him. Well, that figures as much because yeah. uh, they didn't hire him for an acting chops. Uh, the race organizer who lays down the rules at starting time. Brock and Timmy, baby. What's Brock short for? Brocklin? Brock yeah, what is short, Brock short for? Brocklin. Uh, Brocklin, New York? Yeah, yeah Brocklin, New York. You know, I don't even remember Brock of Ages. Brock of Ages. It, it reminds me of Pokemon, right? There's Brock in Pokemon. There is a Brock of Pokemon. You are right. You are accurate. Oh, these guys, what clowns. What clowns they are. They're so funny. Now, he I got a doctor. It. Now, yeah. this is pretty funny just because the actor, his name is Jack Elm, is pretty weird looking. He's a, I'm honored, sir. I know. I, I remember him from watching him in the theater. He's great. He's a, he's a Western guy, right? I mean, that's like. Yeah, most of what he did was Westerns. He is Dr. Nicholas Van Helsing. Ooh, Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. He hates that Dracula. Don't we saw a great Dracula. Van Helsing film, remember? Yeah. Known for his numerous roles as villains in Western film, later in his career, comedies, sometimes spoofing his villainous Ill image. Uh, 
his, his most distinguishing physical quality was, guess, his misaligned eye. Didn't even notice. Support your local sheriff, high noon. Once I've upon seen, a time in the West. Seen that. Maybe. That's a three-hour movie. I might have not seen that one. Mm. What's up with the West, I think? What's Is that like Once Upon a Time in Venice with, uh, with Bruce Willis? Yeah, he's, well, he's a good in this movie. Like, you know, see, he's like a human cookie monster. It's funny how Westerns were huge on TV. Yeah. And then it translated into movies in the 50s. And then in the 60s, well, not gun smoke and stuff, but eventually, by the 70s, it died. It used to be, you would turn... Turn on the TV, not that we were alive for it, but you would turn on the TV and it would be a Western. I mean, the 430 movie would show Western Week movies, you know, and uh, TCM would always have like Western, 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 Western. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was the 50s where they had the Westerns. But, you know, like the 60s, those, those gorgeous Italian films where uh, they just yes. took the films of Western and cranked them out. And even the movie that kind of, started the 3D craze in the 80s. You know, there was, it was uh, Coming At You, which we, we'd done on the show, Carl, that was another guest, wasn't Hatch. Uh, it was our, actually, early one. But it was a spaghetti Western that they released in 1981 in America with 3D effects, and it was a hit. Mm -hmm. so, like, a, a spaghetti Western in 1981 was released. Wow. But you don't see those type of films anymore. You know, there's a lot okay. of good Westerns out there. Now Farrah Fawcett will get kidnapped. Oh. Help me, I, I gotta get out of here. This guy's a creep. No, no. It's please help him. He We had an accident. So he goes, sure, hop in. You get in the back. Oh, I see. Hit it! Whoa, now he's even worse shape. Yeah, that should fuck him up. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is touching Farrah Fawcett's butt right now. I know. He thinks he's back at the trailer. It's good to be a star. Well, it's for the camera girl. The character is touching her butt. Her sure, sure. I can't believe this movie is on YouTube. This is like a big deal movie. Yeah, this is a big deal movie. And I too, I think it's because, I mean, it's a big deal in terms of how much money it made and how, what stars are in it. But it's not a big deal in terms of a movie. It's it's not funny, and <laughs> it breaks all the rules, and... Yeah, it, it does, uh, there's nothing going on. I mean, the thing is, like, there's a movie called The Strangers, I guess. It's a movie where these house intruders come, and for 90 minutes, they they stop these people, and you just, I fast forward to the end, I go, did they kill them at the end or not? <laughs> is there a survivor or not? And these race movies, it's like, are they going to win? Is Dom and uh, Louis going to win or not? Just, Just tell me now. But Cannonball Run doesn't think so. It thinks it's hilarious. All the actors in it think that's comedy gold. This is a little yeah. funny. She's like, what? She's like, help me, doctor. And then she goes, never mind. <laughs> and he goes, do you think, do you think uh, car chases are funny and car crashes are funny? Do you like go, whoa, this is great writing. This is a great comedy. Goes, Why tell that damage? Well, you know, car chases are to thrill, right? Like, yeah. So it's at a point in which it better be good. It better be bullet, you know. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. there's one point in which the Blues Brothers 
what you know knew that and so they went crazy and did remember there's a million crashes sure. and by the way this is very racist and i'm very mad at it every time you see jackie chan you hear oh they got pulled yeah. over they're gonna lose carl carly's uh, if only they had an ace up their blouse oh you know me for a swamp thing you know swamp thing yes ma'am i do know it's a swamp thing and return and on the lesser extent i also know return to the swamp thing now look she got unzipped when did that happen uh it's good a minute ago she was zipped oh no she zipped up again well, now she zipped are. down you know what that was a continuity error that the internet didn't tell me about Wow, that's good, Carl. You found it on your own. You are the internet. Yeah, why was I looking there? You are the matrix now. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, Carl, this is the first time you noticed it. How many times did you watch this movie for research on uh, today's show? Well, this is the fifth time I've seen this film. It's because I was getting ready for us to watch it, remember? Yeah. And then well, like a week passed, or two. We we have to have this movie, so we want to thank our listeners because this is a special show. We made sure that Cannibal Run is on here. Yeah, and God bless when Cannibal Run Two hits the YouTube, we're are on it. So really, we are. Of course, <laughs> I never seen that one. I don't think I've seen, ever seen any of the sequels. You know, like Smoking the Bandit Two had an elephant. I have no idea. I don't know why I never. Saw I didn't it. see Smoking the Bandit Two, and we did see Speed Zone. Yeah. Uh, well, there was uh, Stroker Ace, which I like. That had, Stroker uh, Ace, you like that one? He jumps out the window, and I didn't think that was a good film. Well, it has that Glaldali guy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? What's yeah. His name? It's Slim Pickens. No, no not, not Slim Pickens. The guy from uh, Andy uh, Griffin, and then he was a private. Come on, you know what oh, I'm talking um, about. Yeah, uh, oh. Bomber Pyle. It's, um, Bomber Pyle. Yeah, but his name is... Um, uh, Jim Davis. Oh, no, that's the Garfield guy. Remember, he was an operatic singer and he would blow everyone away. Like, you expect him to go, golly, and then I'd start going, oh. Did you ever see yeah. that? Yeah, I love it. It's He's just like Charo, right? I was really angry when he did that, Carl. And I was like, the pile? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, I lost control. Uh, Charo would be a coochie, coochie, coochie girl, and then she would play that guitar like a yeah. master. Well, we saw her in uh, Concord Air Force 79. That's right. Air Force 79. Wait, what? No, Concord 80. No, it was 79. It was yeah. every other year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was the film that was so bad, people were laughing at it in the theater. And so they made a, a trailer that made uh -huh. it look like a comedy, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, uh, the uh, TSA was pissed about that. They were like, this just fucks up everything. You know, you should at least contact us. Okay, oh. so they've, they've gotten pulled over. So now it's time for their ploy to work, that they're an ambulance and they're rushing, right? Right. But it's like, you have Connecticut plates. How can you... By the way, they're in New Jersey, which doesn't make sense. If you think about where is Connecticut, where is California, they shouldn't go through New Jersey. It's a shortcut. They're going to take a, a right eventually, or they're going to take a left 
and then uh, keep yeah. going. The way to California is Route 80 until you yeah. get around Vegas. Uh, no, not Vegas. The you. Hmm. I'm not oh, yeah. sure where you would do it. Maybe around Chicago area, but then you got to go southern to to Los Angeles. Jersey should not be part of their route. But right. I could be wrong because the guy who wrote this knew the knew the 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 way. So th it's turning out that their ploy is working. They're explaining that they've got to get her to Los Angeles uh, UCLA <laughs> Hospital because she has cysts or something and she can't go in a plane she you know because it's not pressurized up to ten thousand feet or some it's working their little their little lie is working we're yeah. an ambulance it's a labyrinth a lot of time they wasted on these cops i'm sorry they need to close their mouths and uh, say bullshit on this <laughs> well, i guess the story is true well let's think it over is it then true? they start saying like the senator's wife must get to Los Angeles, and now they're like, "Oh, the senator's wife." You know what I mean? They like back off. Aren't they holding hands and they got crossed out? He goes, "We're very close." <laughs> that's the voice of Munchie. Yeah, that's the voice of Munchie. And Munchie was pretty recent to our audience. They might remember Dom DeLuise from Munchie. Oh, how can you forget? How, how can you unsee that? Or hear that? Unhear that? Hiya, pal. Hey, you're a lonely white kid. I got your pizza and prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good friend, Mario Gentile. He's a pretty successful comic here in sure. Jersey. Yeah. He's not an open micer. He's like a comic. Yeah, he's a big and comic. He does, he sounds just like Tom Louise. He calls me on the phone, he goes, Hiya, pal! And I'm like, hey, Mario. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't like this shot. This guy in the phone booth with the rest of the <laughs> screen there. Now, this is actually, I mean, this movie sucks, okay? But this is actually a pretty funny scene. We don't have to hear the audio because it's visual. He's, he's, <laughs> we are not on the same wavelength. But he's got to get to... Uh, an airplane in two minutes, and you see what who, he's parked. And so he's like, Excuse me, madam, madam. And she goes, I'm not a madam, I'm a respectable woman. Oh, yeah, that's an insult. It is pretty oh. funny that he's like, What up? This is my biggest fear nowadays being stuck in a phone booth after using a payphone. Yeah, right. That'd yeah. happen. Uh, so it's some housewife. <laughs> yeah, I pushed his nose against it. I mean, that's Al Needham saying, look, it's got to be funnier. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you put your nose? And then can you climb underneath the phone booth? Thanks, 45-year-old actor, a three-piece suit. Okay, now every time we see Roger Moore, uh -huh. it'll be a different woman he's, he's in the car with. Good, wow, good God. He just calls an escort service. Yeah, I guess. One of them will be Bianca Jagger, as you know. Yes. Um, Very excited. And, Wife of Mick Jagger, I believe. Uh, yeah. And this one nice. this one is a famous model whose name I should know because I'm supposed to do the research. But is it like uh, she's going to hit the ejector seat or something like that? Right. He, he, 
see, the thing is, they don't do it. She was about to push the lighter, which is the ejector seat, and she uh, he stopped her. Lois Hamilton is her named her name, and she was a very famous model at the time. Gotcha. Oh, from Star Wars, most Ensila. Uh, Lois Lois Hamilton. That's her <laughs> name, not Mo- Moise Eisley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misheard you. Where you'll never find a more treacherous hive of scum and villainy. I think I said it right. Yeah, I think you did it. Congratulations. It's only took you 40 years. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they should have made that Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, stop making them. I think the last film should have been Star Wars, Cannibal Run. <laughs> Star yeah, Wars Speed Zone, like Star Zone. Yeah, Star Zone. No, but Star Wars was an excellent movie, and Empire Strikes Back was just as good. And that was it. The oh, other yeah, movies were terrible. Now, the Disney ones have clout, but they're different. They're, they're, uh... they're, well, no, they're terrible. They're just faceless. I mean, like, the, the prequels were, uh, just kind of like they were literally hopping on platforms. They were just video games. I mean, they were race yeah. car races and video and right. And then now this the, one is just like two and a half hours of just noise. Yeah, Thank you. I have spoken. Good. And Jar Jar Banks was a stupid character. The whole thing was dumb. Now the third prequel, when uh-huh. he becomes Darth Vader, that was the yeah. only one that was kind of close to being a movie you know i yeah, mean palpatine that, seduces them and well that should have been one movie that whole trajectory but you know whatever yeah, here we are talking about star wars over cannibal run right right good point good point let me tell you something interesting uh in march 79 yates formed one of the 46 teams 46 teams wow. with director hal needham to complete a 150 mile per hour van converted into an ambulance with L.A. doctor Lyle Royer and Brock's second wife, Pamela Reynolds, riding as the patient in the gurney. The ambulance never made it to the finish line. The transmission gave out 50 miles short. That's a long space away. Yeah. Oh, look at these priests. Sammy. See, if this movie came out in the 60s, it would be Sammy and Dino as priests racing around, and it would be like maybe Peter Robert would show up. (laughs) It'd be, you know, so it's always good to see them in the in the movies. You know, it's funny how everyone fawns over Farrah Fawcett. I mean, now that we're not, you know, we're distanced from time, and she's not the sexy starlet, right? Yeah. She she's fine, she's pretty, and everything, but she's oh, yeah, not yeah. Marilyn Monroe at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh? What's her oh, name? People. She's in the Avengers uh, as Black Widow. Oh, Natalie Portman. Uh, no, right, Scarlett right. Johansson. Okay, I get now, the two mixed up, apparently. That, she earns her rep as the most beautiful, you know, I don't know. Time has right. passed and Farrah Fawcett, she doesn't have legs. She's not holding up. All right, I'll have to break the news to her when I go home tonight. Uh, she's dead. What? <laughs> oh, I, well, all right, never mind. <laughs> yep, 14 days of filming to keep the actors schedule and they threw five million dollars at him plus a percentage of the profits but for Bert Bert got a profit from well, yeah that. this movie was a smash yeah it was now it 
Superman in 1981, Superman beat it for opening weekend. And for the year of 81, it yeah. came in sixth highest grossing. Sixth. No. But still, it made a ton of money. Now, E.T. the Extraterrestrial was in 1982. So this is like right before the biggest movie ever. Well, yeah, this year, Raiders of the Lost Ark wow. was out. That's a big movie. Yeah, there were big movies in 81. Uh, oh, I have a you, list somewhere. Did you ever see a Hal Needham movie called Megaforce? I've it's heard like, of it. No, I never saw it. Yeah, it's good. It's really cheesy effects, but it's like a future A-team. Oh. Yeah. Look, St. Louis, you see? And Yeah. I said, oh, going to order some fries. Be right back. Because of the arch. That's the silver arch. I prefer the golden arches. Yeah, that's right. That was a single arch. Yeah. And they just have regular fries. Well, they were going to put another one, but they felt it was too arch. <laughs> that's just too arch. Too arch. That, that thing is supposed to affect the weather, that arch. Oh, really? Well, that's what my middle son, Scott, tells me. He tells me there's a big controversy <laughs> and scandal and a conspiracy about it. It controls the weather in Missouri. If you go up there and you yell at it, the wind will bring it up, and then the echo will be like, fuck you, buddy. Oh, the arch. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Weird. How much is gas in 1980? Oh, good question. Here's our same old joke. He's so fat that he's uh, the the motorcycle's doing a wheelie. Now, was there a promotion with 7-Eleven? Like, could you get glasses of the Campbell Run with their commemorative glasses? You know how they always have like those horrible stickers. Right. On yeah, commemorative. Commemorative. Yes, let's commemorate the release Look, of Cannibal Run. But now we start singing that Dr. Pepper song. I know. They think oh. they're so funny. They think they're so funny. <laughs> well, for, you uh, missed it. You missed it. I was... I was... There it is. Dr. Alan Pepper. Okay, now... The, uh, D Dino and uh, Sammy Davis uh, pulled them over to bless uh, to bless the ambulance. And when they did, he, they gave him a flat tire. So now they're going to get payback. He's telling the cops that they're like flashers who dress up as priests. So are they talking Chinese right here? Mandarin? Uh, they're talking Japanese. Poor Jackie. He couldn't really get, get a break in America. What are you talking about? He's a huge star in America. Yeah, but this movie was 1981. He was a huge star, you know? In uh, 1980, The Big Brawl was his, like, American... What uh, was the film with um, uh, the black guy who's very funny, but his bit is he doesn't shut up? Uh, oh. Uh, there were several of them. That yes. made him a star. That made him a huge star. That guy's name is Chris Tucker. Rush Hour 1, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3. You are fat, pretty hot and tempting. Yeah, Rush Hour, that's it. Yeah. That that made Jackie Chan a big star. And also, like, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein's company, Miramax, was re-releasing uh, through Dimension Films his, like, films from the 90s. Uh -huh. Because that kind of took off. People had video cassettes, and they would go rent them, and they'd be like, hey, have you seen these Hong Kong action films that were coming Right. Out? And this guy does his own stunts, and the end credits are all his bloody, you know, so you watch a bunch of his films. 
Uh, so okay, turn up the sound now. Hang on. Oh, I, I just, I hit something else. You got to pause it, Carl. I hit that. The devil runs. Good. You idiot. Oh, hang on a second. We really. I'm at 44, 48. I don't know what to do with you, Mike. What, where are you? Uh, I have to find.